What is up, guys? Steve and Kev are here, and we're here to do another interesting twist of Would You Rather. We already came out with the NFL Would You Rather, so now Kev is here to sit down and do an NBA Would You Rather. What up, Kev? What's going on, guys? Glad to be back. Hope everyone's doing well, staying safe during quarantine. Yeah, let's dive into it. You want to go first, Steve, or you want me to start it off? Yeah, I'll go first. So in 2015, Cat was the first overall pick. In 2016, Ben Simmons is the number one overall pick. You can only choose one of these guys to start a franchise. Who would you rather? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to go with Simmons on this one. Ooh, that's tough. Why would you choose Simmons? For one, I, I think he's obviously a better playmaker, and I think that's that's one of the biggest things. If you're going to start a team, you want someone who's a playmaker. But secondly, I mean, obviously Ben Simmons has dealt with injuries, but I, I feel like Katz had more injuries, and the injuries he has have all been more serious as well. So, yeah, that's a tough one, though. It really is because I love Cat. But, I got yeah, I got to go with Simmons. All right, so would you rather have James Harden with Kawhi Leonard's defense or Giannis with Kyrie Irving's handles? God, that's hard. I honestly think I have to go Giannis. He would be an absolute unstoppable player. Not that Harden wouldn't be with Kawhi's defense. I just think as far as basketball as a team game goes, if Giannis had Kyrie's handles, that would make the Bucks a lot better. Whereas even though the defense of James Harden with Kawhi's potential would, would make them better, I still think his offensive play isn't going to generate a team win. You know what I'm saying with that? Yeah, no, I feel you. Uh, it, it is a tough one. I think I would go with Harden on that one just because I feel like if he if he became a lockdown defender like Hawaii, he would just be he'd be dominant. I mean, he's already dominant on offense, so defense. But that is tough too because Giannis with Kyrie's handles, no one's stopping him from driving to the paint. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing with that is, I feel like not that we've seen all of James Harden. I still think we're scratching the surface on the potential of Giannis. So, so that's yeah, why. no, that's yeah, hundred percent. Especially if he learns how to shoot or knock down mid rangers, then that becomes an even tougher question. In my mind, I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, I'll take the shooting of Harden. That's really the difference. You know what I mean? So I, I thought that you were gonna give me Giannis with with Harden shot, and that that was really hard. Let's go to the next one. We've all been watching the, the MJ docs. Kev, you're Jerry Krause GM for the Chicago Bulls back in the day. You have the choice of pairing Jordan with Scottie Pippen and Derrick Rose, and both will be playing night in and night out. Who would you rather? See, that's tough because that, that's a tough predicament because you know I love D. Rose. I always say if D. Rose had never gotten hurt, he probably would have went on to be one of the best players of all time. But I think for this particular one, I have to go with Pippen just because I think Pippen's, he complements Jordan better. I think D. Rose is more like a number one option as opposed to being able to compliment someone, if that makes sense. Yeah, I thought you were going to say vice versa. I thought you were going to say that Rose would have been yeah. the perfect compliment to Jordan. But who yeah. knows? in that era of basketball. And we also know that Jordan has came out and said that there is no Jordan w without Scottie Pippen. So that, right. that was obviously a, a dream scenario. And I know you love Derrick Rose, so how to make it a little personal for you. Plus, plus it's also tough too, because D-Rose and Jordan, like a lot of the same gameplay, they were explosive and, and used to just dunk on people at mid-range. You know what I mean? Scottie yeah. Pippen was more of a get out and dirty, do the dirty work kind of guy. So, all right, here's another one with the Kyrie Irving name in it. Would you rather... You're a GM, all right? You got these two guys on your list. Kyrie Irving with Damian Lillard's loyalty and leadership or Steph Curry with Russell Westbrook's intensity. I think I'd have to say Curry with Westbrook's intensity because just because Kyrie's attitude is now a loyal attitude, it doesn't mean that that necessarily would have been with the Celtics. So if that was with the Cavs, that could have changed the whole shape of the NBA and maybe LeBron and Kyrie could have had a better relationship. So, so who knows how that would have went. 
we already talk about Curry as the best point guard ever, one of the best shooters ever, if not the best shooter ever. So if he ever possessed the explosiveness and mentality, the physicality that Russell Westbrook can do and put up triple doubles every single night the way he does, I think that Curry would be in the argument for best player ever and not best point guard ever. Yep, 100% agree. All right, Kev, this is the mellow question. Oh, I knew there was going to be. See, I left mellow off my list. I didn't want anything to do with that. If mellow could have played for one franchise his whole career, would you rather it be for Denver or the Knicks? Which team would he have been more successful on and not as an individual? Got to go with the Nuggets just because I feel like throughout history or throughout the history of the NBA, the Knicks have just, you know, done everything wrong. And looking back on it, I mean, if you think about it, you know what I mean? Melo's still in the league now. Obviously, last year he kind of took some time off and stuff. But if you look at how Denver kind of panned out, I think eventually they might have been able to kind of build a team. Whether it was when Melo was in his prime or not, I think eventually Denver would have ended up being the better spot for him because they're just better at drafting and building teams up and stuff. And, like, look at Denver now. They're one of the, you know, top five teams in the West. So who knows what would have happened if he had stayed. No, I definitely think because I put the aspect of not as an individual in there that Denver would have been the the more long-term, more successful choice. Right. But I think if we were talking as far as an individual aspect goes, I mean, Melo had two of his best years with the Knicks, and that was one as a power forward and one as a small forward. So it didn't really matter. He was getting the ball and just doing his thing regardless. The Knicks really never gave him the help, even though he did have a couple of teams. Those players just never really thought of as you know serious contributors around him yeah definitely when he was in new york he was a lot like how Harden was like his first couple years in houston where they kind of just like all right here's the ball take your 30 40 shots a game that you need to take you know what i mean so yeah individually definitely new york but i think for like his career and success and stuff like that denver definitely would would have been the better organization the boston celtics are gearing up to be a serious threat in the nba for years to come Would you rather the Celtics win one ring with the core of Tatum, Brown, Smart, and Kemba, or just stay loyal to Smart and Tatum and bring in a superstar like, you know, your guy, Devin Booker? Yeah, I'm doing that all day. I'm bringing in in D-Book. The way I look at, like, the 08, the 07, 08 Celtics team was, like, even though they weren't a dynasty, that was one of the best single teams that was ever put together. I'm not saying that Brown, Smart, Tatum, and Kemba would be one of the best teams put together. But look at how young these guys are and how early they are into their career. We can't make those same statements about guys like like that because we haven't seen their whole careers kind of played out. It was an opposite side of the spectrum because with the Celtics in 07-08, all those guys were on the back end of their career. These guys are all on the front end of their career, and I would probably say that Smart might be just right in the middle of it. Kemba might be in the middle of it or so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I think this one is tough for me. I think I honestly would pick the the one ring with that core because I just love like the Celtics, the fact that they've established, they built it through the draft. And I, I feel like there's nothing more rewarding than we just kind of trusted ourselves throughout this whole thing. Danny Ainge just always said to us, you know, we're going to make it work. We're going to get the guys, you know, Brad Stevens, the coach. And yeah, the Kyrie was a hiccup and Gordon Hayward didn't work out as it did. But if we could still win with this core, that would definitely be my choice. Yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I think the reason I would pick D-Book is just because I feel like if the Celtics were to acquire someone like a D-Book as opposed to like a Kemba, then I feel like their chances of winning are a lot higher. I know I know. obviously you said that that other one would win a ring automatically, but I think with D-Book you have a chance to make like four or five finals straight, you know what I mean? So I like their chances of winning at least one or two of those. But it's tough too because at the same time it's like Kemba's – 
you know, he's a point guard and, and books really more of a shooting guard. So you'd have to really rely on Marcus smart to run the offense, which I think he could do. And I think he could do well because he's not really a ball dominant guard, but no, I, that's definitely, that's, that's one of the tougher ones we've had right now. So that's a good one, but yeah, I, I got to go with D book. We all know D Rose got her 2011. So as a basketball fan, would you rather D Rose had never gotten hurt? a.k.a. blown out his knee, or the CP3 trade to the Lakers was never vetoed. Oh, come on, man. You know my choice. <laughs> uh, I know your choice. As, as, much, as much as I love D-Rose, I, I definitely had high regards for D-Rose throughout the years. But, Kev, th- this is a good question. And, I mean, we haven't really talked about this since, since it happened. Kev, we were back in Central Catholic when this trade was about to go down. You guys know I'm a Dwight guy. Chris Paul and Colby were supposed to pair up in L.A. and be the new the new Lakers. What was that, around 2010 or so, right, when Dwight's contract? Yeah, 2011. And then Dwight would have carried himself over to the Lakers as well. The, the league obviously didn't let that happen. Who knows why? You know what I mean? That's just the, the way it went. Yeah. Derek, Derek Rose would have been the best players that, that we possibly have, have ever seen. I don't really consider like Jordan and Bird and Magic as guys that we've saw because that was, you know, the 80s and 90s basketball. But as far as like LeBron, Kobe, you know, guys like that, I definitely think D Rose could have gone the conversation with those guys if he had a full healthy career. And the reason I paired these two together was because D Rose won MVP in 2010, the youngest MVP ever, obviously. And then, like we said, this CP3 thing was going on around 2010, 2011. So I paired those up because it was kind of two kind of big things that happened in the same time in the NBA. So kind of want to see no, what you would think it definitely was and it, the whole personal thing with, with Dwight wasn't in there I mean I probably would have went in the D Rose direction yeah. I just think that that could have been one of one of the greatest trios established I feel like they would have been a great compliment to each other because Chris Ball isn't like a ball dominant point guard Colby clearly is ball dominant and Dwight would have just been fed you know what I mean he, he would have right. been just as dominant as Shaq was in his prime I think things with Dwight might have even worked out better in LA the first time around if CP3 was there you know what I mean absolutely Kev let, let's take this to Olympic back basketball okay okay as far as olympic trips go would you rather kobe lebron and mellow jordan bird and magic so first of all what are we talking here are we saying like all in their prime because like the dream team bird and and magic were kind of old so what are we what are we talking here no we're we're talking dream team that's one of the greatest teams established and i know that that kobe lebron and mellow played together in 2008 and 2012 you can have the choice of picking between which year you would choose if you would choose them over Jordan Bird and Magic. Honestly, I think either way I'm picking Kobe, LeBron, and Melo. Well, my whole mindset was that, like I said, when Bird and Magic were playing for the Dream Team, they were at the tail end of their career. But I think, I honestly think maybe either way, bro, maybe even in their primes I'm taking them. Because, dude, I don't know, like, people don't realize, like, we're talking about LeBron and Kobe, who are two of the top people in the discussion for best of all time. And then, you know, Olympic Melo's no slouch. Like, Olympic Melo, like, he, he has the most in, in Olympic basketball history. You know what I'm saying? So it's... You know what I mean? If we're talking NBA regular season, then, you know what I mean? Maybe my answer's different. But for Olympic basketball, I think I'm taking Kobe, LeBron, and Melo. I was just going over the, the Jordan docs again last night, and I was watching the practice, you know, where, where Magic and Jordan were just going up against each other. And like you said, Bird was, Bird was definitely older in his career when that was all going on. But I, I still think that those guys were just kind of, you know, the guys. It, without Jordan, Bird, and Magic, I just don't think there is a Kobe, LeBron, and a Melo because I just always respect history and the way, you know, the grounds get paved. So it's just like respecting like a Dan Marino and a Joe Montana when it comes to football. I can clarify that Brady's the greatest individually, but when we're talking about those three guys as a group, I mean, 
it, it's tough. And, and you can't really lose either way, Kev. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. This is a tough one. All right. Would you rather have the Showtime Lakers, so the Magic and Kareem Lakers, with the addition of Kobe Bryant, or the 2006 Miami Heat? Now, this is the 016 that won it. Don't forget. The 06 Heat with the addition of LeBron. Shaq, D-Wade, and LeBron. I mean, those, those are three of the most dominant players to, to have played their position. I mean, I just don't know if they – it would definitely take three guys, Shaq and LeBron, just by themselves. Yeah. So someone's going to be open the whole time. And people don't realize, too, that Heat team also had a bunch of good role players like Gary P and Alonzo Mourning, Antoine Walker, like guys like that. I mean, it's tough. It really is because Kobe on that Showtime team would be, would be filth, too. But No, I mean, I'm not – I don't know. I, I'm I'm not taking that away from. Them. I mean, seeing seeing Magic and Kobe together. I mean, like, wow, that that would definitely be like a sight to see. Right. I feel like that plus Kareem too. You know. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like the, the duo of Magic and Kobe could easily be like the deadliest like front court like ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, even even with Kareem in there, yeah, it's tough. But I, I just think like Shaq and Kareem like going at it, that would be like a good battle. And then it's just, all right, yeah, Magic could probably cover LeBron. And then D-Wade and Kobe could cover each other. But I, I still just think, you know, LeBron's a little bigger. Not that Kobe's going to, gonna like, fail against him. You know what I mean? I, I think just, you know, size definitely has a factor. All right, Kev, this one's going to get a little personal. Right. You have the personal choice of playing for the Celtics for five games, regardless of points and minutes, or getting season tickets to Celtics home game for two years. What would you rather? Wow, that's a tough one. But you can't ever sell the tickets for money. Hey, you know what? I'm going with the uh, with the season tickets. Are you? Hey, I, yeah. I thought this one was going to be tough because obviously I said regardless of points and minutes, five games playing for the Celtics, you know, just to be on that bench would definitely be an unreal experience. But spanning that out over two years and going to the games and probably failing the same energy and action that you would on the bench, I definitely can't disagree with you. And Kev, we've had some good times at Celtics games. So, oh yeah, we've we've had our we've had our fair share of uh, fun activities at the Celtics games. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, but but I had I had to get it in a personal one to to make it a little. Would you rather the OKC obviously like the KD Westbrook Harden OKC team never bre- never broke up or KD and Clay never get hurt in last year's NBA Finals? I think that I would rather that Golden State team to not get hurt with Clay and KD. And my reason for that is I just think you know Westbrook Harden and KD all kind of blew up within that one to two year span, like after that whole breakup happened in OKC. So I just, I think it could have possibly got like ugly quick because Harden was the, the odd man out. And look at what happened to the Celtics when we had an odd man out and scary Terry, you know, that that situation just didn't end well. Um, and I just don't think that that would have been like a long-term solution. Props to OKC, you know, for, for getting all three of those guys on the team. But I just don't understand how they couldn't have made it work. Like, at the time, clearly the players weren't as developed, like I said, a, as they were. But just to add on to that dynasty with Golden State, I think I would definitely go in that direction. See, this was a tough one for me because I feel like on one side, it's like that OKC team really, like, might have ended up being one of the best teams that we've we've seen, like, with our own eyes. You know what I mean? But then again, it's like if they never break up, like, we're robbed of – Literally, the, maybe the Rockets being good, you know what I mean? Maybe the Warriors repeating, like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, you got to take different aspects into it. But I think I'm going with the OKC team, Steve. But like you said, they all blew up after that. So, like, James Harden wasn't James Harden when he was on OKC, you know? So It just would have been tough to see how it all played out, you know what I mean? Especially, right. like, look at these guys where they all are in their career. Like, they would have played together for, for, what, 10 years now, probably? Yeah, close to that, yeah. 
so that's what I mean. It would have been tough. But Kev, another personal question. This is the last one I have here. Let's go back ten years. A prime Lou Hasselhoff and a prime Scuba Steve. We're playing <laughs> Manhunt. Who's your first pick? Oh, we're playing Manhunt. Okay. I don't know. Hey, Steve. No offense. I think I'm taking Hasselhoff Lou on this one. He can fit in all. The, he can fit in all the tight places. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. We can we can we can hide him in in, in a traffic cone or something. You know what I mean. <laughs> something like that. Lou, I love you. I wish you were here to, to hear my answer. But yeah, hey, I gotta go with Lou. No offense, Steve. No, going going back ten years, uh, there was there was definitely a, a size difference between me and Lou, height wise and uh in other ways. So so I definitely understand the pick and had to make it um. Had to make it a little interesting away from basketball. Going back to 10 years, but we're talking about some prime young Sinatra then, too. Yeah, no, yeah, he would have been my first overall pick. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, so just to lighten the mood a little bit, all right? So you guys all know, me and Steve, we grew up in the city, you know? And in the city, there can, be, there can be some beef sometimes. So, Steve, you know what I'm saying? You're walking around, you know, you have beef with this group of kids. Which team are you taking to fight with you if you had beef on the streets? Are you taking... The Bad Boy Pistons or the Malice in the Palace Indiana Pacers? Oh, I'm taking the Bad Boys. Me and I. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Me and I. Man, we're rolling. <laughs> See, hey, I'm taking Malice in the Palace because that team was straight thugs, bro. They had Ron Artest, Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal. They were knocking people out in the crowd. They don't care. I uh, know. Uh, that, that, team, that team definitely was fun, but, but I mean. Just look like the bad boys. If you have that rep, even even though the Malice in the Palace is a good one, like you're the bad boys. Like if I'm I'm walking with the bad boys down the street, that other group of kids, they're not they're not messing with us. You know what I'm saying? They're hey. right past us. Hey, I feel you. Listen, even Jordan was scared to play the bad boys, so I definitely, I definitely feel you on that. Jordan had to bulk up, what, 15 pounds before before he had to gear up and play them without without Scotty, and then Rodman was just coming into himself, you know? So Exactly, exactly. But, guys, that wraps thing up. It, it was really fun doing the NBA Would You Rather. Make sure to go check out our newest articles on our website. That wraps things up since the sandbox, baby.